2: Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where I'm myself, Dan Selke, of and Mia Johnson of Fansetter.com talk about all things Game of Thrones, Song of and Fire, fantasy, sci fi, genre, fiction. Let's get to it, Mia. How are you?
3: Woohoo! I am Got glad, glad to be back
2: after <laughs> two weeks. Yes, I, I, I'm, I, uh, we're glad to have you back. You were gone for uh, two weeks in Germany. Very I was, exciting, very I was. exotic. And while you were gone, let's just get right to it. Um, hello, everybody. Anybody uh, saying hello?
3: Hello to Lisa, Brittany, Julie, Sabrina. So glad to have you here today. I
2: agree. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, the Emmys happened. The yeah. 71st, I want to say. Yeah. Annual primetime Emmys. This was Game of Thrones victory lap. This was their final Last season. Last shot, yeah. And I mean, they won Outstanding Drama Series, mm-hmm. which is nice. I think they tied uh, for like the most... Win that category ever? Yeah. with a couple other shows, uh, Peter Dinklage won his fourth Outstanding Supporting Actor uh, win. Yeah, Supporting Actor in uh-huh. a Drama. But uh, um, and we, they also won ten Creative Arts Emmy, so ten yeah, hairstyling okay, costumes. Okay, yeah, but you no, know, that's very important. But it yes, is, yes, yeah. I, I understand why it's just. Oh, I'm sorry, hairstylists of the world, them. it's just hard to yeah. care about you as much. <laughs> Yeah, um,
3: especially when you have such a great, like the face of the TV show, you know, for the most part, is the cast. Um, yes.
2: And which, I mean, yeah, I gotta say, it, they, those are the only two awards they won. Uh-huh. Some of the big awards that we thought they would take home, they didn't. Yeah. And I wanna work out our feelings about that.
3: Ooh, I wanna bring up um, Brittany's comment. Who's, uh, she says, anyone else disappointed? None of our girls uh, got Best Supporting Actress. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I am so, disappointed, you know, Brittany. Definitely disappointed. <laughs> that, was the, that was the big one. Yeah. So this was Best Supporting Actress in a Drama. There were six nominees. Four of them were Four. from Game of Thrones. Over half. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I doubt that's ever happened yeah. before in the okay. Emmys. Yeah. Lena Headey is Cersei. So for Turner is Sansa. Gwendolyn Christie as Brienne, Maisie Williams as Arya. None of them won. Yeah. It went to Julia Garner of Ozark, I'm who I'm sure is very talented. Have you ever seen Ozark?
3: I haven't. That's which is interesting. I haven't.
2: I watched like a couple episodes. Yeah. I don't remember them very well. Um, I'm sure she's very talented.
3: I just, you know, I, I can't. Yeah, I really can believe out of that pool of great actresses. Um that yeah, not a single person. I, I do, you know, it's great that they were nominated. So that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's a nice. thing on its own. But that to me was very much a shocker.
2: <laughs> it I it was. I mean, the because you figure if there's enough enthusiasm to nominate four over half the category.
3: Yeah. It's like, okay, well like, then it's a done deal that one of the game yeah, of like, ladies wouldn't we are gonna have enthusiasm to
2: carry it through? Yeah. Uh, and I mean I wonder if vote could have been vote splitting? Would have been a thing that, like, okay, we want Game of Thrones to win, but no one yeah. agrees on which person to vote for.
3: Yeah, so it's like, well, just none of them at all. How about that's a fair compromise? <laughs> and it's not.
2: <laughs> which, by the way, might be um, lend some logic to HBO's strategy of not nominating all of them. If they're like, yeah, we were afraid this would happen. Now yeah. look what happened.
3: Come on, you have no, to give us a, a break.
2: Bit. I was disappointed. I would have been happy with any of them winning. Although I will say one one a uh, silver lining, I was mm-hmm. having a real problem deciding which one I wanted to win the most.
3: Yeah, um, and
2: I, they, none of them did. I guess it's out of my hands.
3: <laughs> Oops, not my problem anymore. Yeah, I this is not a time where I want to play favorites. Um, and so, luckily, so I was because I was away in Germany. The Emmys aired like at some random time at night, so I didn't even get to see it live. So just imagine, sure. like. How I felt waking up and being like, oh, so that's how that went down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They did show like a picture of Maisie Williams in her seat. Yeah. Like doing a full on like.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like like, really mm, polite clap. Salty.
2: (laughs) No, no. No. She she, she wasn't salty. She was smiling. Like she wasn't elated. Yeah.
3: No, I yeah, I believe that. I I love how Maisie carries herself, so I do believe she handled it pretty well.
2: But yeah, that one was a surprise. Yeah. I will admit I didn't see that coming. I also saw best director too. Again, half the category Yeah. was Game of Thrones directors. Half of them. 3 and 6 for The Long Night, The Iron Throne, and yeah. uh, Last of the Starks. Which I mean not not I mean maybe we choose different episodes, but still I I would figure that uh if
3: yeah, it, if that. it's if it's
2: half of it. If there's enough enthusiasm <laughs> to nominate all three, wouldn't you think if this would carry it over? And Jason Bateman won for Ozark. Emmy voters love Ozark. Jason,
3: yeah. That's really bizarre to me. And I don't know. Like, yeah, Which it again, is good.
2: Aisha.
3: It is good on their part that they got the nominations. And I think that especially like for directing for some reason, because it just shows the show as a whole. Or whether, Okay. So, there were different directors, though.
2: Yeah. There nominated were three for different directors. Okay.
3: Okay. Right
2: for different episodes and then the other three directors were from different shows.
3: Yeah. To me, yeah, that's still the this don't add up. <laughs>
2: I mean again, I, I could put out vote splitting as a thing. Maybe yeah. the different different stuff. Um, but that's kind of the only thing I can think of. Or um, there is another theory I have. Mm. Maybe they were all nominated kind of before the giant backlash happened. So they were on there. And people were like, ooh, we didn't like this, maybe mm. we can't. But they still voted at best drama. Like which yeah. is the top award of the night.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean,
2: and then Peter Dickech won, he beat out uh, Alfie Allen as Theon. He beat out Dr. Yeah. Waldo as Jamie. I mean, I think the Emmys work kind on of inertia a lot of the time. Like, I think kind of you just vote for what you've been voting for.
3: Yeah. Stuff like that. Just I do think that happens. Just like playing it safe, which mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but mm, were you really paying attention? I, That's my question.
2: I mean, bless him, I wasn't surprised that Kit Harrington didn't win Best Actor. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's very good. I like yeah. him a lot. I mean, I, I Pilly Porter won for Pose, and I couldn't be mad that, at that. Yeah, yeah,
3: that one is like, okay. You oh, yeah, gotta yeah. Give that's, it
2: a- that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it, Pilly Porter. You're, you're, you're good. Um, I thought Amelia Clark might win Best Actress. I thought she had a chance.
3: Right. Who did she lose to? She
2: lost to um, Jodie Comer of Killing Eve.
3: Yeah. I, re- I See, I really would have loved for Amelia Clark to have taken that one home. Me too. I can see how she, she really put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, I mean. Probably quite literally. I think
2: she, but, she carried the season, if yeah, you ask me. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for It was yeah, all kind sure. of on her shoulders.
3: That, I'm also disappointed in, but.
2: I was too. I bet that would have been that good. And I hear Killing Eve is really good. Do you watch Killing Eve?
3: Oh, K- no, I don't. But I yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. So, that's why it's it's hard because there's like just so many great talented people. But still at the end of the day, I think I wouldn't want Amelia Clark to take it home.
2: I wished someone other than I mean, I love Peter Dinklage. I wish someone other than him. One yeah. actress from the show <laughs> to take home an Emmy at some point. Yeah, I'm sad it never happened and it never ever will.
3: Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a phenomenal cast, and I think that it really is. Especially with, it's like you would think, okay, well, it's the last chance for them to, you know, be awarded, and I I thought that would be like an incentive for that. So
2: one final question for you if you had to choose one of those four for the best supporting actress rather than julia garner of ozark which Mm -hmm. one would you have given it to so william sophie turner gwendolyn christie lena Heaty, or Maisie williams
3: okay lena Heaty is like the first one to come to mind
2: i think i would go with lena Heaty.
3: yeah and maybe Maisie williams second only because like as far as like brienne or um sansa. sansa it's like they are good but maybe not you know they don't have as many moments to shine as the other two do sure but yeah
2: now i, I yeah and more or less yeah. i mean this is all at this point it's all theoretical and pointless and it, it's over <laughs> but i'd like to do fantasy land any comments on this uh this abominable scandal
3: Oh, man. Well, we are getting a lot of people who feel that they've been snubbed. Alfie Allen. Alfie I think, Allen. I would have loved Alfie Allen. Yeah, to snubs.
2: Although, I always point for Caster Wildo. I thought Jamie should have had a little recognition before before the series closed out.
3: Yeah, I can definitely see that, too. Well, I would have been fine with Alfie Allen. Yeah. Who won that one again?
2: Oh, Peter Dinklage. Which, which is, again, it's hard to... Even I'm though,
3: not mad yeah, Mel says not the surprise of the snubs after all the backlash from season eight. So, yeah, I mean, who could, who could say <laughs> it was the worst season, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they're like, Okay I don't know. I I still think like regardless of like how bad the season was that the actors as a whole were still I thought great. they deserved yeah. some recognition. Yeah, for they do stuff. for having to act through that. <laughs> Mess of a season in the first well, place. Well,
2: no, I, I think that, I think <laughs> there was a great marriage of performance and material in many cases. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's over. That would happen. Yeah, but you know, one thing: the actors that might not have won the Emmys, but you know what they did do? Uh-huh. Wear clothing. Ooh, they okay, did. They did. <laughs> really quick, let's um put on our. What's a show that does this nowadays?
3: We're fashion police or whatever. There you those go. Is that, is that still on? I don't
2: know. <laughs> fashion photo review. Yes. And uh, look at some red carpet looks mm. and use, I mean, in my case, my incredible lack of uh, expertise to critique them. Okay. <gasps> First, we got the mother of dragons herself, oh, Emilia Clark Amelia. In kind of a nighttime blue uh, dress. Dress. Um, I put this one on here because she is an important actor. Of and I don't love the
3: dress. Oh, no. Okay. Here's The what others I all
2: like. Just to preview it.
3: What I- I I would say overall I like it. I would just say the top portion of the dress. Yeah.
2: I agree with you. Is
3: a little too skimpy. And not to say a woman can't be revealing or anything like that. But- yeah, there's. Some, I would make some alterations to the. Top it's like of the dress. a
2: combination of like conservative mm-hmm. and the opposite of conservative. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't like really go together exactly. Yeah, I mean, she looks good. Her hair looks good. Everything like that.
3: Oh yeah, oh for sure.
2: And I mean, they, they all look good. You know, I feel like, some, I mean, obviously, the point of like a fashion photo thing is like to do be catty and do commentary. Yeah. Thing, but yeah. everyone looks good. No one looks bad in the red carpet. I
3: know. I know. Yeah. Amelia definitely looks like my immediate re- impression was it's a nice gown. I would have made my own alterations, but then again, cool. you know, that's just me.
2: Okay. Uh, Jamie Lancer, Nikolai Costa Waldau. I want to put one men's fashion thing on here. We're going to get the photo, but it's so good. <sighs> so. What I like about him is that he, al- he he never, like, shows up in just, like, like a suit. Look at him. Like, a black suit. Um, yeah. He always, like, does something kind of cool.
3: I love a man who makes an effort to look good on the red carpet. Yeah, I do, too.
2: Like, and, and, and this is kind of, I'm thinking, like, he's a Lannister golden jacket. Yes. Very nice. It's He's got, sure. like, a honeycomb pattern. I always wish that he always comes, like, to do something a little different, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah. Like he wore like like velvet red or thing. Like he never just comes in like, oh it's a tuxedo. Yeah,
3: worn black. No, I I really do love when like guys can have like a pattern or a pop of color. And like this the gold does really look nice on him. It's like sometimes gold doesn't look good on people. Um and maybe it's because he's also <laughs> standing in front of a golden background, so it's just like the yes, perfect combo. He blends. <laughs> but
2: yeah, I loved that one. Very, very nice. And then I had, and then I, uh, okay, the next two were my favorites, and I want to see what you think. So we have to talk about um, (gasps) Brienne of Nazareth here. (laughs) Um, Kind of Gwendolyn Christie in her papal robes. Yeah. Oh, with like the lion gold clasp in the center. I am
3: bowing down. With
2: like, oh, I I love like the sleeves with kind of, I don't know what you call it, embroidery, ornate stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the pattern work, and like the way it kind of splits. It looks again. It looks like she's going to officiate a mass wedding or like baptize <laughs> yeah. eighty thousand people at once.
3: This it's like she's the lady pope. It's a look that you have to pull off with confidence, and I think one hundred percent she brings that to the table because it's it's just such an off the wall idea to have this like yeah. you know, like a papal sort of <laughs> looking robe, as you said, like like coming out looking like a painting of Jesus or something. I was but real
2: happy when I came up with brand of Nazareth. <laughs> yeah.
3: But I really do I think she pulls it off so well. And I think that's the that's the key is confidence. Like you can wear whatever you want, but you know, it only looks good as long as you bring that confidence with you. Yeah, and,
2: and, and, and like sometimes like a baggy thing like won't really read well or it'll read yeah. like not really trying. Yeah. But like it's so artful there.
3: It is, yeah. It it reminds me of kind of like a Met Gala look. Totally. One of the tasteful ones though, of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There was a whole, like, Catholic imagination met gal a couple years there ago. There was, yeah. yeah, had stuff like that. Really, really pretty. Then my other favorite was uh, Nathalie Emmanuel as mm. uh, Missande in this kind of, I'm going to go ahead and call it, like, a genie look, where mm. she kind of has, like, these panels on the side. And, you know, this kind of reminds me of Amelia Clark's, where it's, like, it's covered in the bottom. Yeah. And it's a little less up top. But I think this one, it's, like, tied together more. You've got, like... It is, yeah. Like, the triangle with the jewels up top going into like the kind of triangle kind of splaying out of the jewels on the bottom i love the hair it's
3: got a nice shape to it her hair is looking really nice how it's
2: like so precise on top and then like wild and crazy down below yeah really i love the way that
3: the gown is kind of like draping off towards the bottom too it's just like so like flirty and romantic and it's like oh my gosh she always she always has my heart though. She just it's like she can do no wrong in my eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah. She and Christy both oh, usually yeah. show up like ready to work w- yeah. when it comes to yeah. clothes. They always look, I love and they really cool choices.
3: I can't tell if these were like little jewels or something, or but I just I don't know. I just love it Swarovski so much. It's, it looks crystal, to me, I don't know maybe. like a like a starry sky. Yeah. So you can just like look up and dream in the night.
2: Pose too is good. And, like, you know, <laughs> Strike a pose, turn.
3: girl. Yeah, so
2: those are my two favorites yeah you want you uh how about you do, do you have any favorite if you looked or of those two who?
3: i think natalie Emmanuel, the i think i don't know though nikolai i do i i don't know why i like really appreciate a guy who like wears a pop of color but i do think <laughs> natalie's dress is also really nice um as far as gwendolyn it's such a risky dress so i will give her the props for that and yes. she really pulled it off
2: as Julie says, amazing selfie looked great the two this year. And they totally did. I, yeah. I, I, I chose like my four, my four like kind of favorites or ones I thought were yeah. representative. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people look good. And finally, this fun selfie from uh, Alfie Allen took it before all of them came out on stage Aww. to do like a little, oh, that's really sweet. Like they, they all come out on stage to do like a, there's a Cersei thing, going yeah. crazy in the back with her tongue, um, to do like a goodbye to Game of Thrones look back kind yeah. of thing, which they clearly did not rehearse beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> But this is backstage. That's really cool. It's
3: really cute. Yeah, I think that's cute to see them all together. Really, like, probably one of the last times.
2: Exactly. It's bittersweet. Yeah. It was also some fun because people, like, on social media were a little angry. Like, why didn't they bring up Bran and Varys who were there? It's like, these are the ones who are nominated for Emmys. Yeah. Yeah, here. that's different. Like, that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a theme. Okay. Oh. Aw. Any comments from you or our yeah, audience? Yeah, God, about... I
3: wish that were me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Amelia's definitely breathtaking. Yes, um, she is. Yeah, love it, just love it. Julie says. And Dan, congratulations to you for doing fashion in a funny way. Louise says. So All right, I did. I it? think you have a new a new job.
2: I do watch fashion photo review. Um, from like the Drag Race people yeah. sometime on YouTube. Well, I'm there trying we to go. learn from them. There
3: we go, and bring on some more. So fashion. Like,
2: they talk about like things like pleading and uh, other terms that involve clothes. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> okay, so now that we've had fun looking yeah. at clothing and uh, talking about the Emmys, mm-hmm. um, I thought we would take a hard right into incredibly dense and uh, thorny thicket. That is America's gun violence problem
3: Oh boy! Oh as boy. it relates
2: to uh, the upcoming movie Joker. Joker. So this is, this is the Beyond the Wall segment. We're going to go beyond Game of Thrones for something else in entertainment. And if you haven't heard, there is a movie coming out called Joker um, made by who makes it? Do you see movies? Warner
3: Bros. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Origin story for the Joker. You know, big popular Batman villain. Clown with the crime. Yada, yada, yada. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. There mm-hmm. he is a little makeup. And it looks pretty interesting, I think. Um, it's like a very serious, gritty, down-to-earth yeah. take on a superhero universe. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be superheroics heroics at all. It's 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 modeling itself like after 1970s Martin Scorsese, taxi driver, Raging Bull era, like a um, disaffected young man who is, you know, not accepted by society. So, he turns to a darkness within himself. Yeah. And the reason there's a big controversy... Is because some people, including, very notably, uh, survivors or or, or family members of the victims of the Aurora mass shooting in 2012, are coming out and saying, and it's it's not just that. I've heard this critique a lot, Mm -hmm. like from critics, that they're worried that this movie is going to kind of romanticize the idea of the disaffected loner. And, you know... It's no secret. This day and age, we kind of have a disaffected loner problem because it seems like a lot of this type of person are picking up guns, mm-hmm. going to WalMarts or other public areas, and committing these mass shootings. Yeah. So basically, so like for example, here's a review from Entertainment Weekly by uh, Leah Greenblatt says a movie with the message this one ha- a movie with the message this one hammers home again and again feels too volatile and, frankly, too scary to separate from the very real violence committed by young men like Joaquin Phoenix's Arthur Fleck in America almost every day. Hmm. So the members of the Aurora shooting, they penned kind of a joint letter to Warner Bros. Yeah. Basically asking, you know, for them to be responsible for what they're putting out there. And they wrote, The Aurora shooting perpetuated by a socially isolated individual who felt wronged by society has changed the course of our lives. When we learn that Warner Bros. was released a movie called Joker that presented this character as a protagonist with a sympathetic origin story, it gives pause. We want to be clear that we support your right to free speech and free expression. But as anybody who has seen a comic book movie can tell you, with great power comes great responsibility. That's why we're calling on you to use your master platform and influence to join us in our fight to build safer communities. Keeping everyone safe should be a top corporate priority for Warner Brothers. Basically asking, if you're going to put out a movie that, you know, could risk... I mean, basically, the, the the fear is that people will see this movie, mm-hmm. see kind of the romantic portrayal as of the Joker's yeah. affected angry man as someone who's going to turn into a criminal and say, okay, I'm now inspired to go commit a mass shooting, is the fear that I, I've kind of seen build around the movie. Yeah. And then finally, before we talk about it, Warner Bros. made its own statement, gun violence in society is a critical issue, and we extend our deepest sympathy to all victims and families impacted by these tragedies. Our company has a long history of donating to victims of violence, including Aurora. In recent weeks, our parent company joined other other business leaders to call on policymakers to enact bipartisan legislation to address this epidemic. At the same time, Warner Brothers believes that one of the functions of storytelling is to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. Make no mistake, neither the fictional character Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real-world violence of any kind. It is not the intention of the film, the filmmakers, or the studio to hold this character up as a hero." So the question here, I think, yeah. is just what side do we think we fall on?
3: Yeah, like
2: is it do people have a point to you know, like address something toward the studio that made this movie? Is is that censorship what
3: mm-hmm. they're doing,
2: or is is this letter appropriate? Is is this a good response? To this, and I, I, I
3: I definitely feel a certain way. This is heavy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I think first of all, I can't like discredit those people for feeling that way. It's impossible. Like you know, this it's a it's a uh, tragedy that you know is really unimaginable. But I would say that maybe, just maybe, that they're viewing it from the wrong angle or you know maybe they're not mm-hmm. okay well what what i should say is that i don't think that a a video a, a movie about a villain is maybe so much glorifying him um whereas we're just looking at it through the wrong lens because it's it's reminding me of the like violent video games thing like that's
2: I've, my what my mind went to
3: right like i've played call of duty and i've played you know all these like random like Grand Theft Auto games. So and think I've about, always been afraid of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. It's like, yeah, think about all these other, like, you know, violent movies about war and, and this and that. Um, I think we're looking at it from the wrong angle. It, it might even be to teach a lesson, you know, Joker. Like, mm-hmm. we don't end up like people like this. Joker is a villain. And that should be pretty clear. He's always been a villain in Batman history. So... Um, to think that it is glorifying that type of behavior, I don't think it's true. I think maybe someone- Or like making it like
2: tragically romantic.
3: (sighs) It's, it's really hard for me to wrap my, I I feel like maybe I would have to see the movie to kind of like- Sure.
2: Which I, I, I plan on seeing and I think it looks interesting.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I just think, to me, I think it takes a bit of common sense to know like, hey- Yeah. Killing is wrong. Shooting is wrong. Hurting and harming somebody is wrong. Um, and I think if that message isn't clear to you, then there's you know there's clearly other problems uh, going on in the works. Which might also add that maybe it's not us that we should be changing the media, but the lawmakers who should be changing gun <laughs> rules and
2: restrictions. Which, by the way, is, is and that's part of the reason I actually don't. Th- I I think the letters are a good idea because. Yeah. They're not asking Warner Brothers to like not distribute the movie. Mm-hmm. They're saying, okay, as a corporation that you know makes violent movies, um, donate money to anti-gun groups. Yeah, like we're, we're, like they go to say we're not we're not saying censor this. Mm-hmm. Like I I, just, I I think that's a decent idea. Yeah,
3: just be smarter about how you're putting out the movie and giving or back, just I like suppose. yeah, like give, yeah. if you're like yeah.
2: give back like try to help like effectuate actual change because I, I think you're right that the science is is fairly clear at this point that yeah. movies video games like look
3: there's really no they, there's,
2: there's not really a connection and the guy who's like one of the people behind this group the the of the feminist of survivors like he was interviewed and he did say like look that's what the science says which i think is why in this letter they're not saying don't release the movie yeah they're saying release the movie and also do what you can to you know, help real change.
3: Of course, yeah.
2: Which that I support. That yeah, I can I, I can, I can totally get behind. At the same time, you know, there is a theory. Like I watch a, a YouTuber named Lindsay Ellis who like does kind of um, movie analysis, mm-hmm. and she did a video about um, how sometimes there are certain movies where even if they uh, are trying to send a message that something is bad, mm-hmm. like the, the, the example she uses is um, American History X which is a movie about neo-Nazism. Mm. And the message of that movie is definitely neo-Nazism is bad. It is a violent, hateful ideology and you shouldn't do it. But because the aesthetics of the movie are so kind of, you know, sweeping and epic and cool yeah. looking, that it does, like some neo-Nazis have co-opted it and like made it a symbol for their movement. Like that kind of thing can that, happen. That,
3: okay, Yeah. Yeah. Same
2: thing with kind of fight club I feel like that happened with, like, back in my day a thousand years ago when every college dormer had a fight club poster in it. Um, (laughs) Like, that movie is about, you know, a self-destructive person who, and I think the movie is saying, this is a bad way to live your life. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, again, a thousand years ago, um, like, young guys, like, thought it was soup, the coolest thing ever because the aesthetics are so slick and interesting looking.
3: Yeah. I think, yeah, th- those things could get masked um, just because it, like, it, it. I can see where it might be like, oh, this is really cool, or, I mean, yeah, the Joker might be a relatable character where it's like, oh, you know, I, I feel down, or I don't feel accepted by society, um, and yeah, it's really, it's like, well, what you do... After that, what you make yeah. of it is a whole other story. I
2: think that's. I mean, the other point too is uh, okay, yeah. But there's a difference between like thinking something is cool and actually mm-hmm. being moved to violence,
3: right? Like
2: you're allowed to misinterpret something and like not take the real message as long as you don't hurt anybody.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I to me, it's it's still an interesting story. Um, and yeah, I, I would like to see it for myself to see like how that's actually. I executed. plan to see it. Yeah, I think it looks interesting,
2: yeah. but um. I do like conversations like this. And I think it's interesting that, of course, we're having them. Because, again, like, when Fight Club came out, when Nerdcast Jax came out, mm-hmm. we weren't in this crisis we're in Oh, now. yeah. Like, yeah. the context has changed. Oh, for sure. Like, I totally get why people are bringing this this up around a movie like Joker now, where they wouldn't. were kind of like, you know, in the 70s when Taxi Driver came out about um, a isolated person in in New York who's breaking down. Mm-hmm. De Niro's even in this movie. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's roping spy with that stuff, uh, but we we there wasn't the narr- there wasn't the, the mass shooting crisis wasn't happening exactly. So you know yeah, it, 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 it's not just changes. is the movie going to affect people. It's when's the movie coming out? What's the context? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's a heavy <laughs> topic. Um, we should get Josh Hillen in here in the near yeah. future to do that. If we, like text him or something.
3: Come on down, Josh. Uh-huh.
2: Cool. Okay. But uh, while we do that, yeah. there was one last story. Um, Con of Thrones, go back to Game of Thrones, the premiere Game of Thrones Song of Fire convention. I'm excited about this. Ooh. They're bringing it back next year in July. And it's going to be in Orlando. Ooh. I wanted to go before anyway, but I'm just going to say it. Fan-sided, please send me to Con of Thrones in Orlando. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ship them out there and let them enjoy a nice sunny day.
2: I'll go a day early just to prepare I'll stay a day late just so I can just absorb it and just really kind of, you know, take it the feel oh, of what it means. That's
3: really nice.
2: That'd be nice. It is July in Orlando, though. It's going to be
4: hot.
3: <sighs> Ooh, yeah. And you know what? I went to Orlando last year, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. like June, so it was rain season. But it still gets hot. It's going to be hot either way. So just yes. stay. If you go, stay indoors in the cool, you know, air-conditioned <laughs> rooms. <laughs>
2: we got to the beach once. But um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Not just because it's in Orlando, but also because of Con of it's Thrones. It's Con of Thrones. Anyway, Mia, any other comments before we uh, let you go?
3: Oh, no, no, no. It's so glad to be back. Um, I'm happy to discuss all this stuff with y'all again. Are all we? Right. Is Josh? Josh is on standby. He Yay. Is.
2: All right. Thanks <laughs> a lot, everybody. And now we're going to bring on. Man, it's fine. Uh, going to bring on Mr. Joshua Hill, fan-sided fan sided overmind editorial overmind and (laughs) and one half of a song of dan and josh the show where we walk through each and every chapter of george rr martin's a song of ice and fire his as yet unfinished
4: masterpiece of fantasy fiction josh indeed how are you i'm good it feels weird only being on half the show now. Right. It's kind of, I mean, yeah, you, you hear the
2: last two weeks for the full full kit and caboodle.
4: I know. I said last week that I was on every week for a, Dan, or a song of Dan and Josh, and Julie called me out and said in all caps, MOST weeks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> gotcha, Julie. Loud and clear. I was going to uh, mention that last week, but she I- She just said hi to you, by the way. I forgot hi, everybody, and hi, Julie. <laughs> I was going to mention that last week, but it stuck with me all week. And I'm just going to mention it. I wrote it on a post it note and everything. There is also a comment on our
2: YouTube page um, decrying you for uh, just uh, not knowing
4: enough about a number of things. A (laughs) a great number of things. I didn't know. I do (laughs) enjoy enjoy the comments, though. Yeah, we love our commenters, (laughs) especially the
2: (laughs) nice ones. Okay, anyway, um, we're here. Keep them coming. Uh, We are here to talk about Theon 2, a saucy chapter of A
4: Song of Ice and Fire. Otherwise known as Theon gets put in a box. It's amazing. He goes from 60 to zero so quickly.
2: I mean, and and like, and frankly, like last time he was already going 60 to zero. He, he ripped ripped himself up. He revved himself up again. Um. What goes on in chapter chapter? What stood out for me from
4: this? Um, Well, he hits on his, unknowingly hits on his sister. This was so disgusting. It was brutal. Well, that's the thing. It goes from Theon being like, oh, and by the way, textbook Theon, I'm, you know, swagger. And then he's just like, and it's not even like admirable what he's doing. He's hitting on somebody who's He didn't just hit on her. He like comes hard. Yeah. Like these are not subtle. At a woman who establishes in
2: like a relationship. My ears can hear your laughter. And my. has gone hard as a mast for you. This is what he says to like a person he just met a on the pregnant lady wharf. too, now the pregnant lady. Okay, he, he meets, by the way, um the character's name in the show is Yara. Mm-hmm. But in the book, it's Asha Great mm-hmm. Joy. Yeah. They changed it because they didn't want to sound someone to Osha, the wild name.
4: That's mm. that's what? You don't like that? I don't know. It seems like I feel like people would be able to make the distinction. Okay. Asha, Osha. I mean, in the book. They're on far different parts of the alphabet. Like, yeah, Asha, I mean, Osha. You
2: don't think it sounds Osha, similar? Asha. Asha, Osha? No.
4: I do. Asha. And in the show, Osha. they say it out loud. In the book, you can just read it. That's true. I guess it's saying it out loud with all the weird accents might. Yeah. Glad we're on the same up page the finally. a little bit, yeah.
2: But yeah. <laughs> but the change your eyes, the change your name. And uh, basically, so he's at the wharf. He's been assigned um, a ship. His father his is still planning to invade the north. Mm hmm. And he doesn't love the idea because he, he came here to try to get his father to help the North, to help yeah. Rob. And his father's like, nope, we're going to invade the North. I don't want to work with them. And Theon's made a story. He's going to work with his real family, not his adopted family of the Starks, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Yeah. And yeah, he's a Jewish nozzle. He hits on his sister, like, really, really, really direct.
4: Yeah. she's Like, so hard. It's just like, my God. And then the tables turn and she just... Totally eviscerates him at the whole of the
2: feast. Why does she pretend to not know who he is? She, she says she's somebody named Esgrid, a shipwright's she's wife. She's trolling. She says she's pregnant. She's, yeah, she's trolling. trolling.
4: <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing troll job. Isn't there a line uh, somewhere in the chapter where she's basically like, I liked you better or something when you were Egrid <laughs> y- or were Esgrid. Esgrid. And she's like, I liked you better when you were a kid. Like, <laughs> yes, that's the last part. I liked you better or when you, you were nine. a dweeb. <laughs> So I mean, she's just she's trolling. She is. And it also is like encompasses how like Theon goes from this character. He is this character who thinks he is so much more important and so much cooler than he actually is. And at every single turn, he just gets cut down, like yeah, immediately. The, the back half of it. It's it, it's kind stunning. of stunning.
2: It's it's almost it's almost admirable the way he's uh he seems to maintain this level of ridiculous confidence even though he's getting. Like every signal every single that time. he he's he's not nearly as cool as he thinks he is. <laughs> no. Like that happened last chapter too. It like did. He, he came to the Iron Islands like all cocksure. Sorry. And uh then his dad like said, You're not dressed right, you didn't steal this, he never killed me, buddy, you've been gone forever. You're a jerk, we're not gonna invade the we're not gonna help Rob, we're gonna invade the north. And he's like, but 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 now at the beginning of this one, he's back to being Theon again.
4: And then right back down. To, and then uh, he gets cut down he again. Totally like
2: totally gets cut. How in many check. times is it going to take? It is. And actually, we know how many times uh, it it, it it'll, it'll finally stick when he gets his penis cut off. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. I has penis. Um, I mean, to to me, the the, the, the incest stuff, it's so creepy because like, <laughs> it's so aggressive. It's it's not just like lust. Like he, he actually starts to like become like. At one point, it feels like he's almost like falling in love. He's like, "Where has this wench been all my life?" He liked the way she walked. There was a boldness to it, part saunter and part sway that suggested she would be just as bold beneath the blankets. I've got why I'm reading this.
4: Poor Theon. You guys had the Joker conversation earlier in the show. Is we Theon did, like yeah. an OG incel character here because he no he no. has kind of the same. This is qualities. the time when this
2: kind of thing is very very rewarded. Oh. Like yeah, he, but he, I mean like if we're
4: talking like you know the Joker not kind of moved that's a representation of that like theon definitely has i mean who's the incel, incel song of ice and fire um
2: i don't know lancel maybe I'm i, sure there really yeah, is I don't know i feel maybe like no because or. i i kind of feel like in this world like the, the incel worldview is one that kind of is very mainstream <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to be able to marry multiple women and uh, to just kind of have everyone you want and have a state-sponsored girlfriend and get married off to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, incels to do very well in the world of a especially on the Iron Islands, where things are even worse. Theon doesn't. <laughs> That's the Theon, point. Like, Theon, Theon gets cut down. Theon, no. Theon uh, has some problems. So they walk through, and she actually reveals, she says, um, I want to see who you were first, and I did. And yeah, I do love how completely <laughs> flabbergasted he is. Um, Although, you know what? To his credit... He does feel horrible about it. uh He groaned. He could not have possibly made a bit more appalling fool of himself, which is just oh, oh my god. It's just it's embarrassing. It's very it's embarrassing. So rough. And again, just like the flagrancy of it, like when they're on the horse together, he's like groping her. <laughs> he and he's like, just oh my god. goes
4: all in, and then she's like, "Guess what, pal." i love how confident like she is too like mm-hmm.
2: and how she clearly like she knows she's, saying, Hi, she's got it
4: she yeah. knows she has him and she's yeah. like you just wait for the payoff and then she gets the payoff and everybody's like hey asha and he's like what i also like how they immediately go into brother sister mode after
2: it's revealed like they're at the feast and he's like Wait, tell t- me t- it's a jerk
4: that was a little alarming i was like oh now we're just cool like and they weren't cool she, he was he was mad at her but he was mad at her in like, like a kind of petulant yeah, like way yeah and like it w- yeah it definitely took on a brother sister relationship at that point and I was like mm, all right i mean there there's one description
2: where they where they're at the feast and they're like seated on like opposite sides of his of like his father's chair and he's like leaning back going like hey why you like that? You are you looking your asshole stupid and they're like hissing at each other throughout the bits and it's just it did seem very like sibling
4: squabble to me it was which is like a complete 180 from where we were before
2: they like they did know each other as kids i guess yeah it's a disturbing bit it's a disturbing bit
4: it was a disturbing bit asha was like two seconds away from being like i went way too deep undercover on this one
3: <laughs> mistakes
4: <laughs> have been made <laughs> mistakes. but yeah, they luckily
2: didn't get that far um so that's not the only way that theon is humiliated and put down Mm-mm. during the feast the, the the last part of it is they're at Pike, and his dad's having a big feast for all his people. And on top of coming on to his sister and being kind of uh, rebuffed in the most embarrassing possible way, um, he is again kind of uh, just made to feel very small, this thing. Like, I, I like the bit where, uh, <laughs> I liked this bit, where they're all kind of showing off, like, the trophies of the, of the people they've killed. Because remember, Ironborn culture is very, very posturing and aggressive mm-hmm. and macho yeah and theon again like you know he grew up with the starks who were a little more sane they d- he they just grew on killing people but he, he has like this moment of like envy like yeah. why don't i have a dead tooth around my neck <laughs> where it's like i might have taken something off that wildly and i killed to save brand stark but he had nothing worth the taking that's my cursed luck i kill the poor <laughs> which is pretty funny <laughs> yeah i thought it was funny and you didn't laugh but maybe i'm just just um sorry anyway these books
4: erode humanity <laughs>
2: Uh, also the bit where Asha clearly shows him up in a huge way in terms of how people, much people like her. Like, it, 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 I don't think this was in, maybe it wasn't this show. I don't remember. There's this bit where they're at the feast mm-hmm. and, you know, he's sniping at her and she stands up, yells for an ironborn guy to chuck an ax at her. He does. She catches it. And, uh, out of midair slams it on the table splitting the trencher of bread Theon is using in front of everybody. This is, this is a big packed room and says there's my lord husband, meaning the axe. His sister reached out inside her gown and drew a dirt from between her breasts and here's my sweet suckling babe. And everyone laughs at Theon. Like, you know, it's the whole I mean, it, it, that in itself is kind of sexist because that's the whole like, oh, you were bested by a girl. Mm-hmm. You were like, you know, she did things that you could never do and you're like shocked at it and now you have soup all over your clothes and your dinner's ruined and everyone's laughing at you. <laughs> It's just um, a... I mean, you could interpret not, that too as I was like... Call it a slow burn. It's not a slow burn. It's like a, a raging hot burn of embarrassment for Theon.
4: No, yeah. But you could also interpret that as like brother or sister. Like you've been bested by your yeah. older... Or your sibling. You've been bested by your True. sibling, which is never a good feeling. No? Do
2: you have, a, do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I got
4: a uh, brother two years younger than me. Never asked you that. So you're the older brother. I am the older brother. Do you see yourself... And Fiona and Asha, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so
2: <laughs> I never asked you that. I don't know your siblings. I'm a middle child. No. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, she also points out that you know, if you had bothered to learn the first thing about Sigrin, the guy she said mm-hmm. she was married to, I wouldn't have been able to fool you. Yeah. Basically, her question is like, why should people follow you when you're you don't know anybody, you don't mm-hmm. do any research, you're a stranger here. And Theon says, I am their lawful prince. And Asha says, by the laws of the Greenlands, you might be. But we make our own laws here, or have you forgotten? So here's a question for you. And then the final indignity is that uh, they're laying the plans to invade the north. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, Asha gets to go take a cool castle. And Victarion, who is not on the show at all, but he's Mm -hmm. uh, Balon's brother, Theon's uncle, gets to go... um, take a different castle, and Theon has to go harass the stony shore, which is just like, you know, little villages mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, steal stuff. Bo- poke them, poke the north, basically. <laughs> and he's mad that he doesn't have the cool job. Yeah. So, okay, let's recap. Um, comes on to his sister, makes a giant fool of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume everybody knows <laughs> that the gossip gets around later, probably. Um, gets soup spotted on him all over dinner Yeah. after his sister catches an ax and like, you know, s- destroys his trencher and just like shows that she's way better at fighting than he is, mm-hmm. uh, gets assigned the little baby work in this thing when he thinks he's going to get this hero's welcome coming home. Mm-hmm. Do we feel bad for Theon?
4: Mm, not particularly. Okay. Cause it's like, he's not a very sympathetic character. It'd be different it if does he was make humble. Him hard. It'd be different if it was like Jon Snow, <laughs> and he comes in, and you're just like, oh, I, I mean, there's no real reason to be rooting against him at this point. Theon is just like, I mean, would you hang out with Theon? No. At This point, no, no. It's
2: and if I you heard, I
4: mean, like if this was if Theon was one of your friends, would you be like, mm, yeah. You'd probably pull that friend aside and be like, "We got to talk, man." Like he wouldn't listen, Theon. He wouldn't, but you'd be like, "That's the one friend where you're like, oh, we don't want, them. we won't, we don't want them to come." I mean, in leave the, them off the group text. Theon you, gets taken out of all of the group <laughs> texts for the Greyjoys. Julie says he was cocky, pun intended.
2: He That's was Julie. Yes, And Jane too. And it always bugged her that they changed Asha's name. Thank yeah, you. I'm fine with it. It's bugging me too. It shouldn't. But okay, I'm bothered. I'm deeply bothered. I'm going <laughs> to write a letter to George. You're bothered. it's very hard to like theon he's very entitled Mm -hmm. he's obviously a sexist and a bit of a boor and just uh just a jackass Mm -hmm. so yeah it's hard for sympathy for him um i wonder if we can get there because i feel like his story is a tragedy at the end of the day and he's he's gonna like looking back like i guess this whole book is he comes in confident he's Mm -hmm. undercut happened in the first chapter here again he comes in confident he's undercut that's going to happen when he tries to invade Winterfell, which is what he does in the rest of the book. It's just an escalation of the same sort of thing until it finally sticks. Um, when he
4: can't get out anymore, is uh, so is the Theon
2: Greyjoy story?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good arc, but <clears throat> right now we're not <laughs> we're not in Theon's corner. I also like um, like you know he, he he's thinking about like
2: uh, how he'll marry off Asha when he becomes into his crown. He's just he's very detached from what's really going on. Um, that's about it, really, for Theon, too. Have any other comments, Josh?
4: No. On this lascivious I've, chapter? Other than Theon is just a poser,
2: and everybody knows it. I uh, i will tell you to pay attention to the character of Wex. He's okay. Theon's uh, 12-year-old mute squire. Like, there's this bit where, like, he's walking through the town with Asha, and people are like, you know, they're, they're like, saying hello, and they're bowing to her. And he walks into the bar where Wex is, and Wex is a mute, but he's like, his eyes go wide, Mm -hmm. because he recognizes her. And Theon thinks like, "Eh, I've never seen a woman before, but really what he's recognizing who Asha is. And then later after he finds her, he goes to Wex like, why didn't you tell
4: me? (laughs) He's like, (laughs) you little jerk. There's Theon in a nutshell. Why didn't the guy who can't talk tell me this? And
2: this is a a 12-year-old. He's he's just, the 12-year-old is cooler than him. The 12-year-old is... Knows more and is savvier and is uh, coming out looking better. <laughs> but Wex is, is not in the show, if I know, but he does play uh, a role in the book. So okay. just uh, remember Theon's mute, smirking, kind of a sassy squire, who is an interesting guy. All right. Any other comments, Josh? No. Let's see if anybody else What has do we got next week? Uh, that we have more Tyrion. Tyrion. Uh, Julie says, I think at the beginning he wanted to see him get his comeuppance. We wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is also another, um, I think, technique Martin uses, where he gives you what you want, but, like, mm. way too much of it. Like, you want Theon to get his comeuppance, but then by the time that, like, oh, he's going to get tortured that much? No, it's okay. Or, like, you want Cersei to get her comeuppance, but then she has to march get through the street, people yell at her and spit at her and throw stuff.
4: Yeah. No, no, no. Now I'm on her side. It's the uh, the Simpsons meme. Stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> that is George R. R. Martin's specialty. <laughs> It kind of is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like that and taking away things people need, like Jamie's hand and Theon's, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week with Tyrion six, and uh, more scheming, more finagling, more good family fun. Hope to see you Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here on the Windows Facebook page. And we also are available in podcast form on Google Play and wherever podcasts and iTunes podcasts are available. Thanks a lot. Bye.